Hello, and welcome back to Real Geniuses, a podcast where six friends watch, discuss, and enjoy movies from our younger days. I'm Jay, and with me as always, my fellow mutants at Table 9, Ian. Hey, hey. Jared. You spin me right around. John. What up? Harlan. Hey, guys. And Brian. Good evening. It's good to have you guys back, man. It's been a while. Yeah, it's nice to be back. All right, so our movie for this episode is The Wedding Singer. It came out in 1998, and it's rated PG-13. It is written by Tim Hurley. Did I say that right? Uh, Directed by Frank Karasi, and it stars Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. So... This movie opens, it's at a wedding, and uh, the wedding singer is Robbie Hart, who's played by Adam Sandler. And this wedding, these people are getting down. Like, he is, he's got the full mullet on, and he's just got the the blue, was it like a baby blue suit? Yeah. yeah. And these people are just just going off. He's singing uh, You Spin Me Around by Dead or Alive, and there's like... A naked baby, and there's like all these '80s dance moves. There's, un- there's underage drinking. Like people are just going off. Like I don't know what it was like for your guys's uh, wedding receptions and stuff, but uh, it was pretty similar to ours. Like it was, um, we had like two hundred, two hundred people at our wedding yeah. reception, and we had a. Uh, it was like a, a margarita luge or something. It was like a giant Ooh. ice block with a slide carved out of it. And the what? bartender would just pour it on like on, on the top of the ice cube and he would just run through this little slide and oh, make God. a drink. You know, and near the end of the, before like the actual reception started, because people were down there for like two hours waiting for us, right? Because we had to take pictures or whatever else. And I remember seeing somebody like laying down underneath the luge where the guy <laughs> was just pouring the alcohol like, directly into his mouth. That's I was just awesome. like, this is going to be nuts. Perfect. I don't know. By then, I, I had already stopped drinking by then, so I don't know much about the alcohol. But um, we had a normal wedding cake, and my wife had an Xbox cake just for me. Ooh. Very nice. nice. Yeah. It's like your groom's cake. You had a groom's cake. Yeah, and that uh, yeah. one of my exes made it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> your, one of your exes and I'm made still for Xbox cake. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Oh man. Wow. Solid. It was good though. Oh, and we had chocolate fountain, which was really good. Hey, there you go. But we didn't have anything special, like you had some kind of slide and stuff. It was ridiculous, man. Sounds awesome though. Yeah. yeah. What is a groomsman's cake? What is that? Yeah, that's a I've groom's, never heard of no, a groom's cake. Yeah, like just for the Yeah, just for the groom. Yeah, yeah, the like something traditional. Like. I guess their own cake. Yep. Huh. So Tammy, so uh, Tammy does uh, cakes, and she's done wedding cakes before, and she's also done um, groom's cakes. And one of the gr- the groom's cakes she did for her husband was actually a disc golf basket because he's he's big into disc golf. <laughs> oh, that. And so wrong. she made like the cake. You know, the round part was the actual basket, but she, I mean, dude, it looks like a legit disc golf basket. It was pretty cool. She's done several. Wow. Nice. Okay, so you know, like during the reception, right? Like you, you cut the cake and you feed each other, whatever. Like, does that thing Mm -hmm. get used at all? Like, or is that just there for looks? I think that it's just it's just there for. I mean, you you end up cutting it and giving it to people, but it's yeah, it's just for the groom. Huh. The wedding cake is for the bride, and then the groom's cake is something the groom is into. Um, and ours, uh, all all the guys on my side got some of that cake. So like my best man and everybody on my side of the wedding party. Yep. Cool. Man, I wish I had known about that. I would have requested one. Right. <laughs> it was a, surpri- a surprise. <laughs> so. For you audio listeners, that's an air quote there. Sorry, a <laughs> oh, surprise that I actually knew about. <laughs> okay, so um, the best man gets up during this wedding and it's a uh, it's uh, oh, Steve Buscemi, and he's drunk, and this is incredibly awkward speech. And uh, he's so hilarious. He's so mm-hmm. good. Oh. The 
the groom's name is Harold, right? And so they're they're brothers. And uh, he starts talking about how the dad always loved Harold more and everything. And he starts talking about prostitutes that they had gotten and all this other stuff. And uh, so Robbie jumps in. And he's like, was it? He's like, I'm the best man, the better man. I was like, dude, that's so rough. Like, I, I couldn't imagine, dad. dude. And he's so drunk. He's the so dad drunk. yells out, you're a moron. When he grabs yeah. the when he grabs a guitar and starts playing it, it's like self taught, no lessons. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> I, I, that's one of the things I, I I love about Sandler movies is you randomly will see see Steve Buscemi pop in at some point because they were both in Airheads together, and they he, ever since that movie he's been in Sandler movies. That's awesome. So can we acknowledge for one second how quickly? the new bride gets over the prostitute thing because it's like she's mad for about three seconds and then it's like all good yeah right it's all good yeah like that magic speech <laughs> oh, well, at least they never beat up their landlord right Harold <laughs> <laughs> would never beat up his Harold. landlord I know his parting shot is they'll be divorced in a year. I was just like, oh my god, that's so yeah. rough. Like that's I can't believe you threw that out. But doesn't that sound like something that they would say, like people would say if they were like disgruntled at a wedding, they would say something like that. That sounds pretty realistic. And hammered, yeah, absolutely. I um at my wedding reception, as everything was closing down, you know, this is like midnight now, right? Like everyone's exhausted, everyone's drunk. And this girl I had never met before is one of it's like Angela considers her like a cousin, but they're just like, you know, they grew up together. Mm-hmm. And she was like, if you hurt her, I will stab you. <laughs> and my response was, it's nice to meet you. Thank you for coming. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, thanks. I've never, like, that's the only time we've ever talked. I have never spoken to her since. So, wow. Yeah. Alcohol does that, I guess. She probably had a stiletto in her purse, man. I wouldn't. I wasn't doubting it. So anyway, Robbie Robbie jumps in and he saves the uh, he saves the uh, the best man speech. Right? He talks about how he's getting married next week and true love and whatever else. Mm-hmm. And so as he walks off, everyone's like, you know, patting him on the back and you know, hey, great job, wedding singer, good save. And so then he hands over the vocals to his friend George, who was played by <laughs> Alexis Arquette. And this is the, I think it's the first of four times they play this song. Yeah, George George knows one song. Culture Club. (laughs) It's just so inappropriate for a wedding like reception. (laughs) But um, I looked him up. I actually I didn't realize that she's the sister of uh, David Arquette and Patricia and Rosanna Arquette. Like he's one of the Arquettes. Yeah. I mean, he was he was born Robert Arquette, and I guess uh, he transitioned in two thousand six. So, um, yeah, uh, he was in Pulp Fiction. He had like a very small part in Pulp Fiction. He's like the guy that runs out, and uh, I don't know if it's Jules or whoever else just punches him in the mouth, and he just goes down. <laughs> it's like every fight I've ever been in. <laughs> Somebody comes out and punches me, and I just go right down. So we meet Sammy who's played by Alan Covert and he is uh, Robbie's best friend and he's checking out Julia who's played by Drew Barrymore and she's a waitress for the reception company and um, he's dressed like uh, is is he wearing the Michael Jackson jacket at this point? I don't think so. No. Yeah, the Michael Jackson jacket's later. Okay, so you know, he it's clearly like, you know, he wants to be Fonzie and he's just like an absolute just a, he's just a pig. And so we end up back in the we go in the kitchen and this is where we meet Holly, who is uh, played by Christine Taylor. And she is uh, Julia's cousin. And she tells Julia, like, yeah, you know, she showed her boobs to the cook. And that's why the cook just gets her whatever she wants. And the cook looks over at Julia and she's just like, no. <laughs> so in this scene, we get some uh, little expose from Julia. She talks about her boyfriend, Glenn, and how she moved here, you know, to, I don't even know, what's the idea at the end? Do you guys know? Ridge, Richmond, Richfield. No. That's you know. So she moved there to be you know, close to him and everything. And she's just she's worried that he's never going to propose. And um, so we cut to Robbie. He grabs a kid who was drinking, and uh, he takes him out back. And uh, George is still singing the Culture Club song. 
And um has to start it over. That was yeah. great. <laughs> one more time. This is where uh Robbie and Julia first meet, right? The kids puking into a dumpster. And um you know, what was Drew Barrymore saying? She's like, um she's worried that he's never gonna propose, and she says, like, I'm doomed to wander the earth forever. And uh Adam Sandler's response is like, Yeah, like the incredible Hulk. Except and she's like, Yeah, except I'm not helping people, which is just so dumb. Like that's such an Adam Sandler line. And um, this is going to be like a theme to the movie, but like the way, like this interaction, like the way they look at each other, it's just like, this is so real. Like you can tell that they're super into each other. And I was like, I don't know if you guys are acting or what, like if something happened while you guys were filming this, but yeah, they have great chemistry and their chemistry. Yeah, almost all, all their ridiculous. movies. That they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, first dates was awesome. Yeah. That yeah. one was really good. Yeah. So, um, that's the end of, I think, does he promise to sing at her wedding here? Yeah, I think so, right? Uh, she's like, yeah, you're going to have to sing at my wedding. And he's like, oh, okay, that's a deal. And then, so we cut to, I think it's the next day where Robbie's giving singing lessons to this old lady, Rosie, who's played by Ellen <laughs> Albertini Dow. I love her. I love her. This conversation. Um, what was it she asked him, like? <laughs> If he's nervous about the intercourse. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's okay. I know. It's okay. I'd been it. with, I'd been with eight guys before my wedding at the, <laughs> now it'd be like 200. 200. <laughs> she was like, she was like, that's all, that, that was a lot back then. It's like, that's a lot now. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. She was just, I don't know how they cast this lady, but man, she nailed that thing. Yeah. They did. Oh, yeah. And so she pays him in meatballs, but she doesn't have any Tupperware. So she just puts like two meatballs in his hands and so take a bite. That's She's my favorite. Tasty. My love favorite so part. Enjoy them. Oh my god! Like wow. Like I, I just, I wonder how many takes that took because they had to have just been laughing. Like, right. I don't know, dude. Yeah, they had to have broken character on that one, like a lot. And she, like. What was the conversation where he's like she squeezes, she takes both of his hands and the meatballs are in there and she's squeezing them? So gross. <laughs> he just kind of looks at him like, uh, I don't have any Tupperware. Let me just scoop them in your hand. That scene was oh, really that was done yeah, well. That was good. It must have been hot, right? Coming out of the pot. You think? I don't know. Yeah. Who wants a cold meatball? That'd be pretty terrible. <laughs> so we fast forward to Robbie's wedding and, it, you know, he's standing at the altar and, uh, you know, Julia gets dropped off there. And um, so Robbie's sitting up there waiting and, you know, there's murmurs in the crowd that she's not coming or whatever. And his sister comes out and she's like, there was a note. And he was, what do you say? Is it a good note or a bad note? And she said, um, She's not coming. <laughs> His reaction was like, so it was a bad note. And <laughs> so he, you know, she's like, do you want me to say something? And he's like, no, it's fine. And he goes to the back and he flips out. He starts throwing the mirror or whatever. And that scene cuts out with uh, George and Rosie, like hugging each other, crying, which was just, I don't know. I don't know why that's so funny to me, that, that scene, but it just looks dumb. So now we're at the aftermath later in the day. And uh, Robbie's at his sister's house. Yeah, he lives with his sister. He lives in yeah. the basement or something. Okay, the basement. Yeah. And so there's a kid dressed like Freddy Krueger who's running around, and um, we get a little bit more expose, and they talk about how Robbie's wanted to get married since he was in the third grade, and that's when his parents died. And um, who's the brother? Who who plays the the brother-in-law? I I can't remember his name, uh... but he was uh. Frank Carbone in uh, Goodfellas, the guy that got so, hung yeah. up in him. Well, his name is Frank. Frank uh, Severo. Yeah, Frank. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is, I think he's probably been in every mob movie ever. Godfather, Goodfellas. I mean, I mean, if anybody looks like a freaking mobster, it's that guy. Like that hair is oh, yeah. epic. Dude. I, yeah. I mean, he's that's Sicilian, some, some so he's firm. Yeah. Yeah. But he's never like a big role. He's always like. The guy that dies early in every show or every movie. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like in Goodfellas, they hung him up in a meat truck and he froze. Yeah, yeah. 
Wasn't he the guy in Goodfellas that like his wife bought a coat when after that big heist or something like? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, or a car. I think she bought the car. He's like one of those actors who has like uh, like sixty credits, but it's like ten minutes of airtime. Yep. 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 So then eventually, uh, Linda, who was uh, Robbie's fiance that stood him up, uh, played by Angela Featherstone, she shows up. And she says, uh, I've been talking to my friends. And that's, you know, <laughs> anytime, so anytime that line comes up, right? Like, my God, like what's, yeah. what's coming? Just tell me. Mm-hmm. See, I, and for our listeners, like I hear, I see every one of these guys nodding their heads, just like, uh-huh. Like we've <laughs> all well, been here there. We go. So she basically, you know, she calls him a loser and she's like, you know, you know, you're just a wedding like singer. Bas- she's like basically tells him I was in love with the uh, rock star from high school, not the wedding singer now. Yep. Which is 100% shallow. Yeah. Like, I thought you were going to make it big and then you quit your band and now you just sing at weddings. I got the spandex in the back. I can go put them on right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the relationship saver. The spandex. Oh, yeah. I found the every time I use that line. Yeah. This like, week. Just looking at your hands. If somebody right stood now? you up at the altar, like, could you do it like again? Like, could you give her that opportunity to do it again? Oh, God, could do no. it, man. It would be like, oh, look, if you still want to get married, then we're going to Vegas. And we're just going to, like, <laughs> this is going to be a quick thing. Like, we're not doing a reception thing. Like, you're not putting me up there again. That's right. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. And then so that little kid comes up and he's just like, hey, Linda, <laughs> you're a bitch. <laughs> Which is One like the, the best, best line in the movie, lines. right? Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, we think he we think he's got Tourette's. That kid's probably like forty years old now. Oh jeez. What's your claim to fame? I called a lady a bitch in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lots of people have seen it. Not when those, they were yeah, five. Those, those kids have a couple of lines though, because like they keep telling me he's having a nervous breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Going to the mental institution. Yeah. Nervous breakdown. Nervous breakdown. <laughs> and so we we go to Julia's house, and this is where we meet Glenn, her boyfriend. He's play, played by uh, Matthew Glave, and man, does this guy look the part? He did a good job. <laughs> He really does. Did. He not look Miami Vice, basically. He, just, he looks like a guy who is like, dude, I'm going to hate you. Like, I don't know you yet. You might be I the nicest person on the planet, yeah. but just based on looks, I'm going to hate you. Yep. And, uh, you know, he, he, he basically proposes to her at this point, right? But he proposes not with a ring, but with Vegas plane tickets. Well, I think so. They're, they're engaged at the start of the movie. Like, he, so they're already she engaged? acknowledges okay. that. Yes, they're already engaged. But he hasn't set a date. That's the uh, that's the gist. Is like he won't set a date. He just proposed. So she's already engaged to get him to get her off his back. Yeah. So so he um his setting the date was uh, him bringing her uh, plane tickets to Vegas. I see. Okay. Yeah. And then um, you know, he was like. Are you sure you're okay with this? Are you just doing that thing where you say you're okay with it? And she's like, "Yeah, you're doing the the typical female thing where you say you're okay, but you're gonna throw a fit about it later." And so then he finally agrees to get it's married in wrong. Richmond. And his line is, "It's more important to you anyway." <laughs> just like, "Yeah, <laughs> like, dude, you're such a jerk." Oh my god! Yeah. Whoops! Right. You love this sort of thing. Yeah, you're good at it. Can't say I've never used that, but. Mm-hmm. Laundry? Oh yeah, you're great at it. No, I, I do laundry. know you go to work all day, but I'm not. I'm awful. You, I'll, I'll wait for you to help get home and fold it. That's okay. The other day, my kid said, "You like cooking lunch for us. That's why you do it, right?" <laughs> uh, I, I hate you guys most of the time. I don't know what you're talking. About. No, I didn't right? say that. I said. I, so my wife jumped in and said, don't say that. Anyway. <laughs> Your kids are so little, too, that they, they, they would believe you, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Why doesn't mommy make lunch? Uh, I don't have a good answer for that one. She doesn't like you as much as I do, and I hate <laughs> you for 
There you go. <laughs> That's what you... No. <laughs> Remember that when we're 80 and you have to decide that which one of us has to go to the home. That's right. Oh, no. <laughs> the one that fed you much. <laughs> I don't want to be the executor of your will. Well, guess what? Your name's in legal pen on the paper, so you're yeah. screwed. You don't have a choice. I, I paid the lawyer in Bitcoin. Now change my diaper. years ago. <laughs> what you say? Now change my diaper. Now change my diaper. <laughs> You're only 48. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, anyway. so... We end up back at uh, Robbie's house, Robbie's sister's house, and Sammy finds Robbie in the basement. And this sh- this rayon shirt that Sammy's wearing is just like, it's so dope. Like, it's like it's like boys to men before boys to men, you know, like so good. Yeah. And uh, what's playing? It's uh, Boys Don't Cry by The Cure. And um, mm-hmm. so he convinces Robbie to get back to work and, you know, you just get back on the horse, whatever. You got to sing at the next wedding. So... We fast forward to the wedding reception. That's some oh, generic geez. wedding reception. No one's named. It's just his next gig, basically. And Robbie looks like crap. Like you know, he has to. He's like looking around at all the happy couples while he's while he's singing "Holiday" by Madonna, and he's just basically. He's having a breakdown. He's crying, and he's just. He's singing as about as good as I do, in this point. Like, holiday. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> His voice is cracking almost. Yeah, it was wild. And so um, after that song, he decides he needs to talk to this crowd. And uh, he starts pointing out how like the, I, I want to, I'll call them the, the non-conventional looking people. And uh, <laughs> it's this whole scene is so awkward which is like it's supposed to be you know it's like supposed to be uncomfortable and they did such a good job about that like i just i felt like i was there like oh my god like this is happening you know yeah and he plays love stinks while they cut the cake (laughs) yeah music for you he's like better cut the cake and he's like so angry right like it's just it's so sad I, I like the part the dad stands up. You are the worst wedding singer in the world, buddy. Sir, one more outburst and I will strangle you with my microphone wire. Do you understand me? <laughs> oh, my God. That, well, it's the like the table nine comment too, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and he has like a – it's the typical Adam Sandler outburst. Like he's mm-hmm. like, I have a microphone and you don't. So you will listen to every word I have to say. Like that's that typical Adam Sandler <laughs> I think he does that in every one of his movies. At least once, yeah. Yeah. And so the dad finally gets, he's, he's had enough. He punches him in the face, turns into a fight. And we cut to the scene where, like, he's laying down in the dumpster. And I don't know how he <laughs> got there. trash can that kid yeah. puked in. Like, I don't know how he got in the dumpster, which is, that's the funny part to me. Because it's like, it's just, he just ended up in there. Yeah. And, um... Julia comes out there and she's like, you know, yeah, the cops were called. They took statements or whatever. And um, so she comforts him and she reminds him that, you know, like you promised to to sing at my wedding. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. So we end up back at uh, Robbie's house and we get some Thompson twins. Hold me now, which is uh, really awesome. And he's coming to babysit his sister's kids. This is kind of a, this kind of confused me because. It was like, you live there, right? Like, why are they waiting for you to to come to babysit? I guess they're just waiting for him to get home. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. that's hard to... Yeah, probably. When he talks to the kids and, you know, like they're teasing him about having a nervous breakdown. And he's going to go to the cuckoo's nest. Yep. And his brother-in-law comes. He's like, hey. Um, or what, what does the kid say? He's like, everybody's saying it. And he's like, you don't know anybody yeah. but your parents. So... <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> you know your what are you talking about? And I, what does what does his brother in law say? Like, uh, you're not supposed to talk about that like, or something. Hey, kids, remember we had remember we talked about just uh, you know, go and watch some television. <laughs> like, shh, don't say anything. Don't talk about it while he's here. And he talks to uh, to Robbie about um, like how things with his sister used to be um, more adventurous and. 
there was like nipple play and whatever else. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, he says, um, so sometimes like, it's like a, a special occasion, she'll do this like exotic dance for me. Exotic yeah. dance. She'll, she'll work my He's nipples like, and know, stimulate them for me. But he says something like, uh, he goes, we know you were in love, but everybody gets over that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you don't want to be the weird guy in our basement. <laughs> he's walking out the door he's like oh man what was I saying about his sister <laughs> like he realized well the, made this the crazy really thing awkward. is like do you like they they kind of casually threw it in there but like later on and and you know I don't know if we'll bring this up later but like even the lady that Robbie's given singing lessons to she's like like she says something about getting out of his sister's so you can't live at your sister's forever and all the nipple pinching that goes on over there oh my yeah. god <laughs> like everybody knows about this everybody knows. Yeah, all the nipple twisting that's everybody that the kids were talking about <laughs> so we fast wow. forward to uh julia and glenn's engagement party and julia julia glenn is yeah. wearing like this white suit with a hot pink shirt and uh, with the rolled up he's, sleeves he's don johnson at this point yeah yeah, yeah he's miami vice well and Fast forward a little bit to when he picks her up in the and he opens the car door and the theme song from Miami Vice is playing <laughs> on the car. It's a DeLorean. Yeah, it's a DeLorean. Yeah, yeah. But this is where um this is where his friend Sammy is wearing the Michael Jackson. This is he's where he shows up, right? Yeah, he's got yeah, the red the, coat and the glove, the and he tells yeah. him he's like, "Take the glove off. You look like he says you I, look weird." Or I can't remember what he tells him. Look nuts. And so we find out like Glenn's just like you plan everything because I don't want to do anything because he he genuinely just doesn't care right and uh, he's like I'm gonna what do you say I'm gonna be drunk anyway so I'm not gonna remember anything <clears throat> so that's nice and uh, yeah then he high fives his friend <laughs> yeah it's him and his friend like his friend is the one that he's like he's gonna be so drunk he won't remember any of it yeah and like how does the friend know about what happened with Robbie at his wedding. Oh, I heard about that. I assume that it's a, so I assume cool. it's a small town. Like it doesn't seem like it's that big of a place, right? Like even when even when oh, Robbie maybe. goes to look for a like they even say he's like oh Robbie went to the city to look for a, a job like like they they acknowledge the city like they live in a small suburb somewhere. So it's got to be a, it's got to be a when small he switches, community. Mm. When he switches from weddings to bat mitzvahs. And he says, "There's only there's only two Jewish kids in this town. I gotta find some more gigs." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so speaking of that bar mitzvah, we we fast forward to there, and um, it's George singing, "Do you really want to hurt me?" Which is just <laughs> incredible. Of course he is. And um, you know, it's a bunch of kids, and you know, there's a quote unquote like goofy looking kid who's not not getting any like no one no, none of the girls want to dance with him or anything, and. Robbie you know. finds him and he's just like, you know, I'll be fine. Don't worry about it. You know, like what do you say? What does he say? Like the, like you grow out of it or something. I don't know what he tells him, but mm-hmm. he just kind of looks at Julia and they just kind of, they just know, you know, like this is what we're doing. So they set this thing up where, you know, he puts Julia out there and all the the boys are like, dance with me, dance with me. And she yeah. picks up, she picks out this kid and he and Robbie sings, um, I only have eyes for you. And who's this by? Like, what what uh, what version is this? I I couldn't find it. Um, it is. Wait, where to go? Oh no, I can't find it. It's not on the. Uh, it's not on the music playlist here. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> on the playlist, so I I couldn't figure out like who's the like, yeah, original know. version. Of this one, like who he was covering, but I don't know. But it, it's I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it doesn't have a clarinet and trombone solo. Which is just spectacular. And um, so she's dancing with this kid and he shoots his shot, right? He grabs her butt and um, she, you know, she doesn't stop him or anything. So now everyone's doing it like you're, everyone in this hall is dancing and they all have like their hands on each other's butts, which is a pretty freaking funny (laughs) gag, dude. That was really Yeah. But going back to that theme is... uh, you know, like the way Robbie and Julia look at each other in this scene is just like, my God, dude, like that's so real. Like the chemistry is so good. And yeah. um, 
you know, they have a, a short conversation at the end where Robbie, you know, he basically agrees to help plan Julia's wedding since Glenn's not doing anything. Mm. So that song was uh, That's All written by Alan Brandt and Bob Haynes. Oh, yeah, those two. I have no idea. Look at you. That's no a good pull, man. I was just like, dude. I found it on IMDb, the go to for everything. And that is the only reason he's on this pod. Um, um, and personally, I just like to throw out there that song is uh, only good sung by Rod Stewart. Not biased. Oh, wow. Not biased at all. <laughs> so this is the song you guys picked. I see. Okay. I got it. Yeah. So we fast forward to now they're talking to the wedding photographer. And she said, you know, she tells him, like, oh, didn't, you know, you guys look, you know, truly happy together. And I don't know why they decided to play like their brother and sister, which is kind of like weird. Bert and Lonnie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was that the, it was yeah. when they were talking to like the cake, the cake lady? The, 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 the wedding photographer. Or the photographer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she, what did she say? Um, you guys, I, you have it. I can tell. She's like, you just have it. I could just tell those couples that are going to last. Like Bert and Lonnie, Woody and Mia. Every couple she named was like went to this bitter divorce. Yeah. Yep. So then they walk out of there, and then we uh, go to wedding singer auditions, and this is John Lovitz playing oh, uh, no. Jimmy Moore, and he's singing "Ladies' so- Night" by Cool and the Gang, and man, like he's such a greasy little weasel. Like it's just like, <laughs> and yeah. he was off just a little bit on purpose. You know, he was just off of timing and it was so good it was so horrible at the same time <laughs> it was great cringeworthy because he's doing this thing where like he's ad-libbing stuff like he's adding his own like touch to the song i guess but he's actually like ruining the song and it's just yeah. god he's so funny oh, and classic julia tells him that oh you've helped me you know you i've decided to hire a dj or whatever <laughs> and uh that's hilarious. Robbie, what is it? She asks Robbie, like, have you heard, have you written anything lately? And he's like, well, I wrote the song, you know, it's kind of broken or whatever. Cause half of it was when he was with Linda and the other half was after they had broken up. And so he gets up there and he sings this song and I know it's supposed to be funny, but the song is genius. Like I, mm-hmm. it's so well done where it's like, it's real sweet. And then he gets really angry and it's sweet again. Uh, this is another one of those things. I think it had to have taken several takes, man. Like, mm. how do you go from just being this calm, you know, loving thing, and all of a sudden you're just screaming into the mic? Like, God, people had to have just been laughing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it went. That was an interesting song. Happy and then <laughs> ultra dark, super yeah. quick. So then we we fast forward to they're getting some ice cream. And we get the police. Every little thing she does is magic. And uh, Robbie talks to Julia about Linda. And, um, you know, he tells her, like, he should have known that they were never going to work out. And he had mentions that how they flew over the Grand Canyon. She didn't give him the window seat. And um, Julia can't name, like, a good reason to marry Glenn. Like, she doesn't, like, he asks her, right? And then just, like, the scene just cuts. Like, she never gives him a reason. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that question comes up a couple times, too. You know, where she she gets asked by a few people, yeah. you know, like why she's marrying Glenn, and she can never really say anything. So then we go to the prep montage. Like This is them. You know, they're tasting the wedding cakes and they're trying on the wedding dresses, and they're, uh, you know, they're going back to singing practice with Rosie. And when they're tasting this wedding cake, they throw in this, like, this weird lady at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, the teeth. <laughs> the weirdest gag. It's like, this is how you know it's like, you know, it was 19, what, what was this? 98? 98. 98. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is such a a gag from that time. It's like, this is so weird, but. Literally, I got married in 97. So this is like right after I got married. <laughs> wow. <laughs> how many different wedding cakes did you guys taste? Did you do a lot of that? Oh, I don't even know if I tasted any but the one we got. <laughs> I was on a boat uh, on a patrol somewhere in, the, I think, the Gulf of Mexico while Heidi was uh, setting that up. So I, I didn't uh, 
do any of the cake tasting. I did write our thank you note though while underway, so I did contribute. So. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think Kelly and and her mom took care of that, and I uh, thankfully bowed out. That was like we sat down at you know that's reception hall or wherever we we're at this hotel, and they gave us like four different meals because we we had to pick what we were serving people. I was like, dude, there's oh, yeah. so much food on this table right now, and then they bring out like eight different cakes. I was like, dude, are we supposed to eat all of this? So. It was crazy, man. Yeah. I think she narrowed it down to three, and then we decided from there. She actually mm-hmm. knew what one she wanted, but she wanted me to agree. So <laughs> I disagreed. The illusion of choice. I was like, oh, this the is good. Right? I was like, oh, well, well, these three here? Well, that one's good. She said, well, this I like this. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, that one's great. Oh, yeah. You know, I do that all the time. I always say they ask for your opinion on A, B, or C, and you know they're leaning yeah. A. So you're like, yeah, I'm kind of feeling safe. They're like, yeah, but I'm thinking A. And you just kind of look over and go, that's your subtle way of saying you better pick A. Yeah. You're like, yeah. All right, I pick A now. I'm sorry. Just like, or just like when, right. I, when I get told, hey, you know, we need to do the laundry today. <laughs> oh, we. <laughs> we. Okay. Yes. Uh, we, I love yeah, that. that sort of thing. We. Yeah, you guys yeah. are you know. Yeah, no, like. There are times now where I get asked for like, you know, my opinion on something and my response is, do you want my opinion or do you want me to just let you know that you're right? Yeah. You I know, guess, like, man. What Let's are we cut doing out the here? middle man and get straight to the point. Yeah. She hates it when I, I use that terminology. Yes, man. You want to, you want to yes, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. I realized that and when we were as I look her, over at the door yes. to make sure she's not standing there. <laughs> and I thought that I had to say <laughs> Nothing. Love you. You're so sweet. <laughs> Do you want some new earrings? Maybe a bracelet? Whatever you want, sweetie. Got that stimulus money. Oh, oh yeah, there you go. <sighs> anyway. <I'm> gonna... <laughs> so we end the prep montage with uh, Sammy's limo driver tryouts. And he's got... Oh, no. Uh, Robbie's got Sammy driving this limo. Like, just... He's got him drifting corners and stuff. And... Uh, he tells him, you know, you're you're way off or whatever, and he tells Julia, he's like, oh, I just like I just want to mess with him, you know, and uh, you know, he's like, you're, you're way off, you know, you 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 hit two of these you cones, hit two cones, this could have been people, <laughs> you know, they're just they're cones. cones. He's like, ah, oh, god. <laughs> so that 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 line comes up frequently at work because we have to put a cone out in the front, the back, and one uh, on the side of our vehicle constantly, and just about every day. We'll be, I'll be talking to one of the other guys I work with. Somebody runs over the front cone because they forgot to get out and get it. And then they go, it. you hit your cone again, didn't you? They were cones. Yeah, yeah I say that all the time with my kids when we get ice cream and stuff. And they get like, I was like, they were cones. And they never understand it because, you know, that they haven't seen this movie. They just think they're dead. Yeah. Idiot. I think the only line I use from this is Julia Gulia. I just, I'll just, I just say it once yeah. in a while. I just, I can't not. <laughs> <laughs> so Sammy ends up taking Robbie home. Uh, we get a little Elvis Costello here with "Every Day I Write the Book," and they have a little, you know, little conversation here. And this is where Sammy realizes that Robbie's into Julia, right? And you know, he Robbie's denying it or whatever. But yeah, she forgot her jacket, and he she's uh, a cool chick with a hot ass. I hear you talk about yeah. ass again. I'm gonna punch you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whoa! Whoa! So the next day we're at Julia's house and Holly's there and they're talking about like you know, the first kiss at the wedding and uh, Holly's playing with a Rubik's Cube and she's like, no one's ever going to solve this thing, um, which I thought was pretty funny. Can any of you guys solve that thing? Can any of you guys do it? Mm-hmm. I took it apart, yeah. put it back together. John, you can't. Nailed three times. No. I did. I can say that I have seen someone do it in less than five minutes. <sighs> My yeah, fastest is three minutes. Behind his back. I'm still talking about the Rubik's Cube, just so you guys know. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Right. Yeah, because it would be a lot less than that. Yeah, please. Three minutes. averted. Three minutes. Who's showing off? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Robbie shows up to drop off Julia's jacket, and they they ask him about the wedding kiss, and uh, Julia says, you know, not porno tongue, church tongue. That's great. Which is an awesome awesome line and so um 
Holly's like, you know, you guys should do it. She's kidding. Like, Holly's like the girl in middle school who, like, makes everyone play spin the bottle. You know? yeah. Like, she's just like, you guys need a kiss right now. And so they do. And it's just like, again, magic. Like, you know, yeah. like this, this kiss, like, the music changes and everything. And they, they pull away and they're looking at each other. And Julia's, like, all reeling from it and everything. I just brought her the jacket. Because <laughs> Glenn shows up, right, with a CD player at yeah. $700. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh! Can I play a record on it? That's a CD player. Play CDs. <laughs> like he's such a jerk, such a dude. My God, like why are you this way? So um, now Holly wants to go out with Robbie, and so they decide to go on a double date, and they go to this dance club, which is like the most '80s dance club ever. Like this reminds me of like the stuff from junior high, or like you know the, the all ages clubs and stuff. Yeah, and. You know, Glenn's a typical pig, and Polly's dressed like Madonna and everything. And uh, we get a little China girl from David Bowie, and Holly's trying really, really hard. Right? She's basically throwing herself at Robbie, and um, so Julie has to throw. Oh, up. Yeah. She has to go throw up in the bathroom, right? And uh, so it's just Robbie and Glenn at the table, and Robbie's talking to him. He's like, he's kind of like testing him, right? Like, you know, are you, are you excited to get married, whatever? And his his response is. Well, she's paid her dues. Like, you know, I owe it to her to get married, which is, that's nice. <laughs> and, um, and we find that this is where we find out that, that Glenn's been cheating on Julia. Right. And he has, he intends to just keep doing that even after they've been married. Cause it's just what was the other line. Him. He says, well, she, she was with me before I had my money. So I know, I know, I know I can trust her is what he says. Something like that. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very odd. yeah. And then this is the scene where, uh, you know, Robbie puts Julia in Glenn's car and it's the DeLorean and it's playing that Miami Vice theme song and it's freaking loud. Like, I like my music loud in my car. I listen to it very, very loud, but that's how they do That's really... It was aggressively loud. <laughs> that's yeah, you stupid loud. He's pulling up and then he opens the door and it's like what the... almost knocking you back into the building loud. So Robbie takes Holly home and Holly is ready to get it on. Like, she is basically just... Throwing herself at him. She, what did she say? If you come upstairs, you're, you're gonna, gonna get, laid. get laid. So, and Robbie's just like thinking about Julia. You know, does he stay over at Glenn's a lot or whatever? And this is where Holly realizes that Robbie is into Julia, and she tells him that Julia is marrying Glenn for security, which is not true. And so the next morning, Julia's hungover. They're still at uh, the house there, and Holly's got this like amazing neon workout outfit that braided headband was off the hook <laughs> this works continue this um so holly says um robbie doesn't like glenn and um julia says that security isn't why she's marrying glenn but again like she could she can't give a reason why she's marrying him right yeah well and glenn like even I don't know. I, I don't remember if I mentioned this earlier, but Glenn's like, she's paid her dues. Like, we've been together for four years. She's paid her dues. Yeah. <laughs> weird. And so Julia goes to Rosie's house looking for Robbie. Um, and she tells, Rosie tells her that uh, Robbie went to the city to look for a job. And now we're at the bank. And uh, the bank manager's Kevin Nealon, which is just, that's just so, it, awesome. It's, yeah, the, just the way he looks, and he's playing like a straight man. It's just I don't know. I, I I don't know why I couldn't stop laughing in the scene just based on that whole thing. And Robbie's just basically begging for a job, right? Like, just give me some business cards so I can just impress this girl. And he gets kicked out of the bank. So Julia is waiting for Robbie at his house, and Robbie's in a bad mood. And you know he brings up that he wants security. That's why he wants a job. And uh, what does he say, what do you say to her? Um, we're living in a material world, and I am a material girl or boy. <laughs> <laughs> and for whatever reason, he's mad at Julia, and he's like, you know, you're marrying Glenn because he's got money, and so she's she's hurt. She calls him an a hole, and you know, she throws this gift that she had made him into the air, and she she storms off. And Robbie goes to pick it up, and you know, she had printed out these music sheets, and you know, we find out that Robbie is indeed an a hole. And so he's like, I am an a-hole. So uh, now we're at a bar 
And this is the bartender, um, Tim Hurley, the the writer of this movie. Like uh, mm. that's what that was the impression I was I had anyway. Robbie's talking to Sammy, and uh, there's this old man who's just there, happens to be at the bar. Like women will always hurt you or whatever. And he looks over at the stranger and he's like, "Yeah, they rip they they rip your heart right out of your." <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's kind of how it feels. <laughs> yep. So, uh, at the risk of dating myself again, did anyone else get Three's Company Regal Beagle vibes from that bar? One hundred percent, dude. That was absolutely Regal Beagle. <laughs> the rest of these guys are like, "Yeah, okay." I guys. know. You guys probably <laughs> draw this from John. No, I don't have that kind of recall for that. I could Google it, but my phone is so far away from me right now. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where Robbie finally confesses that he's in love with Julia to Sammy. And Sammy tells him, you know, like that he's not happy, that he's miserable, you know. Yeah, he wants to be like Fonzie. He wants to be like Vinnie Barbarino, but they got canceled because they got old. And nobody wants to see a 50-year-old guy hitting on, was it hitting on women or whatever? Not chicks. And so he says he just wants somebody to hold him and tell him everything's going to be all right. The old man, the old man comes up. He's like, it's all going to be all right. <laughs> like he was waiting in the wings for that one moment to get in there. Now, that old man in that entire that entire situation is fantastic. Every Everything he says is gold. Sammy convinces Robbie to go after Julia. Like, would you guys give the same advice to your friend? Would you say, yeah. hey, break up this, this, this woman's marriage, just go get her for well, yourself? Yeah, I mean, he's around both of them enough to know that he can see that yeah, obviously his best friend likes her, but I, I think he's been around Julia enough to know that she definitely likes Robbie, and she's mm-hmm. just going through the motions with this Glenn guy because he's there and she's committed and she doesn't really want to do it. It's just what society's telling her to do, or her mom. Yeah, yeah also I, I think I would send her. Also, told her to fake yeah. pregnancy right here in the movie. Yeah, we haven't discussed that her mom like is yeah. one of the drivers behind this entire thing. Oh, like, true. oh yeah. Now you're gonna hate this, but you should consider a fake pregnancy. Yeah, she's definitely team one. <laughs> well, yeah. So we fast forward to this where Julia's trying on the wedding dress, and she's talking to her mom, and the mom says, "Well, you know, he's rich and he's handsome, and." Julia tells her that, you know, she's not in love with Glenn anymore. And the mom's like, you're going to leave him for the wedding singer? So just like you guys said, you know, like she's she's definitely a driving factor here. Yeah. So the mom kind of like walks out of the room and like Julia's crying and she's standing in front of the mirror. And she's like, you know, I'm Julia. And she's crying. And then (laughs) she finally decides, you know, she's she's. She tries to introduce herself as Julia Julia Hart, which is Robbie's last name, and you know she's she's real happy. And this is a really well done scene because this is when Robbie's walking down the street because he's gonna tell her how he feels, mm-hmm. and he looks up into the window at the same time where she's using his name, you know, to, to join with mm-hmm. her name, and she's smiling. So he sees her smiling, and he assumes, oh, she's happy, she's gonna get married tomorrow. So he walks away, like, yep. really well done. So, yeah. Um, so he, he goes back to the bar and where Sammy's teaching the old man how to moonwalk. And, uh, can you guys moonwalk? Isn't is, isn't the uh, no. yeah I can't no is, isn't the old man wearing the jacket then? Yes, and the glove <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. Yep. Dude, that was yep. so awesome. Brian, you can moonwalk. Uh, no, I didn't say. No, that was Harlan. Who's the one yes. that said that they can moonwalk? I think it was Ian. Oh God! No. No, it was no. Harlan. It was me. I think it was Harlan. I said, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna throw this out. He, he just looks like a dumb guy to set. He can't do it well, but I can do it. Wow! I can walk backwards. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes I can chew gum while I do it. Oh my God. <gasps> yeah, I know. You're all impressed. So they walk out of this bar and they run into Glenn, who is with a bunch of women and his buddies. It's his bachelor party. Is that what it is? The bachelor right? party? Yeah, that's the oh, bachelor yeah. party. That's right. Pre-bachelor party party. 
So, so Robbie yeah. tells him off, and Glenn talks all this crap and everything. And this this old man that they picked up at the, the bar hits. throws this punch. <laughs> it does nothing, and he says, "I'm sorry. Hey. I used to be much stronger." <laughs> <laughs> and Robbie gets <laughs> Robbie gets decked in the face. Yeah, that looked dirt soccer punch. That was one, and you know he does this like this goofy. Like trash talking afterwards, where it's like you can just see, like he's just such like this actor who plays Glenn is just like he is hamming it up and he's having a good time doing this. He's yeah. doing like I hate this guy so much, you know, like he's doing such a good job of making me hate Glenn. He's so he so, he reminds you of uh to me, um Shooter McGavin. Yes. Oh yeah, because yeah. that dude oh, did yeah, such a good too. job of making you hate him, you know. And uh, yeah, Glenn, Glenn kind of. It's almost the same role, but yeah, that both guys did is a good, a great job. You were absolutely I right. Lie. I was watching that scene with uh, with Heidi uh, just a little while ago, and we both came to the consensus of that guy hit me like that, and he starts being a turd like that. He's getting a straight left foot right to the nutsack on that one, like right in the nads while I'm laying on the pavement. I don't, <laughs> I, you know, it might be a, it might be a jerk move, but no, you're gonna you're gonna say that and then. Talk about my parents being dead. You're getting one right in the nuts. <laughs> and that's right. He calls yeah, him like an orphan he, he or something him a at that point. Yeah. Orphan. Yeah. 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 That's a rough. Like, Come man. on, man. Oh, man. So Robbie staggers home and he finds Linda waiting there for him, you know, and uh, she says she wants to get back together. And Robbie's like, he's drunk and he's he's been beat up or whatever. So he just says he doesn't want to be alone anymore. And then he passes out. So we fast forward to the next morning and it's Julia who has come to see Robbie to tell him that she's in love with him. But Linda answers the door and this look on Drew Barrymore's face, man, like this heartbroken look, very convincing. Yeah. And uh, Linda, like, you know, just blows her off or whatever. And she goes to wake up Robbie and she's like trying to sing to him, which is no matter how many times I hear that scene like hear her sing it's really you cringe like it's just so bad yeah. like oh mm-hmm. nails on a chalkboard bad and robbie's reaction is what are you doing here you know and so she <laughs> so he obviously doesn't remember the night before or whatever and she tells him like i can learn to deal with the fact that you're just a wedding singer like these people dude so it's like her and her and glenn belong <laughs> Yes. Oh my! The perfect they, match. No, but they couldn't, right? Because they're just like no one's gonna be good enough. So um, this is where he tells her to get out of the Van Halen T-shirt before she jinxes the band and they break up. Yeah, <laughs> great. That was great. <laughs> so he kicks her out of the house. Uh, you guys ever had a woman who like broke up with you and then she wanted to be like friends? Should no, still be no, friends? No, no, you guys never did that. No. They they hate me with a passion, <laughs> which is why you have that Facebook group. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <right? laughs> no, 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 no. That's our emotional support no. group. Yeah, like oh, right, right. Yeah. Oh. So we fast forward to Glenn's house, and uh, she runs, and he's like sleeping in a speedo, and uh, Julia comes running in, and she wakes him up. She's like, "Let's go to Vegas right now. Let's get married." And so we oh. fast forward to Rosie's 50th anniversary and she's singing to her husband. This is the song that she's been practicing with Robbie, you know, for God knows how long. And while she's singing, Robbie's thinking about Julia. And then they show Julia at the airport and she's thinking about Robbie. And it's a very, you know, it's a, it's a sweet little scene there. And uh, yeah, after the song, Robbie looks over at Sammy and Sammy just goes, I know. And he goes, he goes to get the car. And like even Rosie knows, right? She's just like, go get her. So go to her, yeah. Now it's um, on his way out. Uh, Holly comes running in, and she tells Robbie that Julia's going to the airport, you know, to go to Vegas. And uh, this is where we get the rapping grandma meme. And um, the best. Do you guys remember this thing like everywhere? Like, do you guys see? I do. remember seeing this clip like yep. over and over again. Yeah, all the it was on the news and everything. He was even. Just, man. Like, who would have thought, right? Like, this, like, goofy movie just spawned this one thing that made, like, mainstream news. Yeah. And she would, she did it on all kinds of talking yeah, shows. Yeah, she was talk on talk shows. shows and, and, yeah. yeah. 
And I was like, how many times are you, guys, are you gonna make this old lady sing for you? It's like a jukebox. Till she died. Till she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> they wheel her out. <laughs> oh, it got dark. Jeez, dude. Got dark. <laughs> 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 they wheel her out with a $600 CD player attached to her chest. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Sing and dance. So we're back at the airport. And I think they're getting on the plane. And Glenn says to Julia, so do you want to do some gambling and have some fun or just get married? Like these lines that he throws out are just so good. Like they're so subtle, but you're just like, mm, you're such a jerk. And, uh, you know, the chase scene is on, right? So Robbie is in the limo with Sammy and Holly. And he's like, you know, give me a, a pen. I need to write this song. And so they get to the airport and this guy working the counter has like the flock of seagulls here, dude. Yeah, that dude you like seagulls? Uh, I can see you do. Yeah. 80s hair was crazy, man. Like, I don't... It was- Ow. I don't ever remember seeing anybody dressed that way growing up, like with their hair that way growing up. No, me I either. remember seeing like the like the spike mohawks and stuff, but never that, like never mm-hmm. that thing. So anyway, Sammy pays for Robbie's first class plane ticket, right? And so he's he's in first class, and now we're on the plane, and uh, it's Glenn and and Julia, and she asks him about. Uh, you know, I've never seen the lights of Vegas. You know, can can you switch seats with me? And he's like, he won't give up the window seat, right? Like, which is like what um, Robbie had talked about earlier in the movie. Yeah. And Robbie's sitting in first class and it happens to be, you know, he happens to see Billy Idol. And Billy Idol is in first class with him. And he starts talking. And so he he's basically telling <laughs> all the first class. <laughs> That's awesome. Visual bit here. John is wearing a Billy Idol t-shirt. He, he was holding it up for all of you. listeners are just like, what But is not happening? young Billy Idol, like 60s, 70s Wedding Billy singer Idol. Billy Idol. Because <laughs> Billy Idol was old in that movie. He was, he was, yeah, Idol, like, he was past his the, prime. I'm just going to say it that way. Yeah. And so um, he's, you know, now, now everyone in first class is totally enamored about the story of, uh, you know, Robbie's mission to find Julia and do all this stuff. And, um, you know, Billy Idol's front and center and he's just like, yeah, Billy Idol gets it, you know, and he says, what does Billy Idol say? Uh, <laughs> Glenn doesn't deserve her. Even women are possessions to him. Everyone's <laughs> yeah. like nodding like, yeah. All he cares about are cars and, and material yeah. things. <laughs> yeah. And so this is where we find out that Robbie, what a coincidence, is on the same plane as Julia. Yeah. Uh, uh, wait, uh, waitress, the stewardess, the whatever they call now. Yeah, exactly. And that lady asked, what's the Mile High Club? And Billy's like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're about to join it. And uh, so Billy Idol um, jumps onto the, what is that? The PA. The PA. PA, Yeah. yeah. And so he basically announces um, Robbie's song here. And so uh, Adam Sandler's just singing, I Want to Grow Old With You. And her reaction to this, like when she, and she knows it instantly, it's him, right? And again, mm-hmm. it's just, it's so genuine. It's so believable. And then Robbie comes out from behind the cur- the curtain and everything. And then um, the whole plane is basically against Glenn because Glenn's trying to, you know, what is he? He threatens Billy Idol. Yeah. <laughs> was he? Get out of my way, Billy. You're going to get hurt. <laughs> you don't talk to Billy Idol like that. And then I never noticed it until the night. But right over the guy's shoulder, Billy Idol's going like this. <laughs> what the f- I thought I, started, I, I will, I will not announce to the audio listeners what that visual, <laughs> what was. That visual bit was. If you'd like to see it, watch the final scenes on the airplane and yes. the wedding singer. Watch the whole movie. Look for it's Billy good. Idol or join my fans only. Yes, well, <laughs> you can definitely see it live with our. That's right. Well, well, yes, so, how about this for a reference? So, Billy Idol, as old as he looked in that movie, was only about 42 years old. No oh, way. Oh, dude. 
That was a yeah. rough life. He lived a hard life up to that point because he's 65 now. Well, that makes uh, sense. Based on the came out in does he look like the Crypt Keeper now? Yeah, based on the face on my shirt. Yeah, he definitely looks like Crypt Keeper on here. He's seen some things and done some stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. but he never idles though. <laughs> or seen some stuff and done some things. Yeah, Ooh. I mean, when he's on the plane, he's half asleep. He's half asleep drinking a bottle of champagne on that flight. Yeah, yeah. I believe uh, he's done that a time or two. Wow. Is that? Excuse me. Is that Billy Idol? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let me just finish this movie, please. No. <laughs> So Billy Idol for twenty minutes. They convince they or they convince they confess their feelings to each other that they love each other wherever and they live happily ever after. So we um we fast forward to their mar- their their wedding their wedding and uh it's spent you know it's true by uh, Spando Ballet and uh, Steve Buscemi is their wedding singer and that's how it ends you know they live happily ever after it's it's pretty awesome like the how it all came around. Have you seen the fan fiction about this movie? Huh? And the plane crashes, and it crashes in Hawaii, and she forgets everything. And every night <laughs> she wakes up. I swear to God, she forgets dude. about him. <laughs> and then somehow they get separated and go on different trips to Africa. Wow! I think I'm on. I'm on. I'm on. I'm. I'm smelling what you're stepping in there, bro. Go crazy! I knew there was some connection somewhere. That's good, dude. Somehow it's that one. somehow Terry Crews. It's the glue holding that theory together. Oh, God. <laughs> there, there was one thing that I thought was missing. Is I wanted a flashback scene where he was in, because they made reference to him being in a like a rock band. Oh, yeah. And I yeah, wanted I'd... a flashback scene of him be, singing in that band. In that band, yeah. That would have been good. Or he got back with the band now that he's married and happy. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I'm surprised we made it through this entire like movie like description and chat without anyone mentioning his one outburst line that I've heard quoted the most, which is the information I could have used yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) He has good lines in this one. Like he's it does. Yeah. Like he kind of shows like the flashes of the Adam Sandler now who can like legit act, you know, like he's not just like a goofball. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's got some range, man. Mm hmm. I remember watching this and thinking, this is how I'm going to talk to people. And that's where I pretty much learned sarcasm from was the wedding singer. There we go. Because he, he delivers quite a bit of dark dark uh, sarcasm in this. Right. Oh, yeah. My parents died in a car crash when I was three. You want to talk about that? <laughs> oh, the other day. That reminds me. Car crash. <laughs> um, no, I was at work. It's a new job. And I, and I was sitting there and I said, Hey, just so you guys know, if I'm acting strange today, it's because I found out my mom died. I took a sip of water, her hair, and I didn't like the color. Oh, <laughs> no. My, my leader and everybody was like, what are you doing here? And then I finished the sentence. And, and yeah, they were, they were laughing, but I think a couple of them didn't like it. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. Some people out there just don't appreciate dark humor. Some of them yeah. liked it a lot, but yeah, <laughs> that's pretty fun. This movie, though, like a little messed up. But... That's the the thing that I took away from this movie is like everything escalates so quickly. Like mm-hmm. his, so the that's beginning true. of the movie, he's singing at a wedding, and Drew Barrymore's there, and he talks to her, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm waitressing your wedding next week," and then like. Not even the next scene is her waitressing his wedding. Yep, that is supposed to be next week. Like they move very fast. Uh-huh. Even even the end of it, like they get together and they're like, "Oh yeah, like I want to grow old with you." And then it's like, "Oh hey, they're getting married." Like, did that really happen that fast? Or right? Everything just seems so quick. Yeah, I think there's a lot of implied time between. Like, I, I'm guessing like this is like what six months total. This entire storyline. I mean, that, he could have used his original wedding plans. They planned basically their entire wedding together. Yeah. True, and she was already, you know, she was already ready to get married, right? So, maybe. Yeah. The movie moves very fast, though. Yeah, it's a good mm. pace. It is a good movie. And that 
is the wedding singer. <laughs> you can follow the show on Twitter at real underscore geniuses. Real is spelled R-E-E-L like a movie reel. Uh, just some quick housekeeping. Uh, you may or may not notice that the name on the feed has changed to Real Geniuses Network. Um, that's because we'd uh, like to expand into other stuff other than just talking about nostalgic movies. Um, when we created Real Geniuses, our rule number one was that um, we will only ever record when all six of us are available to make it onto the show. And that's why it's been a while since we've released anything. Um, and we're going to stick with that. Like the Real Geniuses show itself will always be that way. It'll always be all you know us six. But um, at least with Real Geniuses Network, we can kind of expand and you can expect, not promising, but you can expect like shows from one, maybe two of us. And, you know, we'll cover other things, like maybe even guests. And we'll cover other things like, uh, you know, TV or gaming or whatever else we decide to talk about. Uh, the bottom line is, like, we really love doing this. And we are so glad that you guys choose to tune in and actually listen to us do this foolishness. So for Brian, Harlan, John, Jared, and Ian, I am Jay saying thank you so much for listening. And until next time, as we say at the end of every episode of Real Geniuses...